You're listening to Everyday Enlightenment. I'm your host, Trisha Martin-Owen, and today we're going to be exploring the first step of awakening. What it means to awaken, how this process begins to unfold, and some simple strategies to keep in mind throughout the entire process, which is your entire life. So let's dive in. I'm going to get right to the point here. The first step of awakening means being true to you. And I think as we embark on our initial awakening journey, that those first seedlings that are starting to sprout where we are having Uh, more and more um, direction in being true to ourselves, we can stop them because it feels selfish. It feels foreign to how we have been living our lives previously. And what I say to that is, of course it does. Of course it feels foreign because you're awakening. (laughs) You're waking up. You are expanding. You are noticing Your awareness is deepening. Becoming true to you, excuse me, has everything to do with opening and expansion and nothing to do with selfishness. For so long, prior to awakening, perhaps you were in a frame of mind that felt that service meant denial. To be in service, if you are a soul who that is one of your primary drives, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming into this world like that. And it's also easy to have been conditioned here to think that in order to be in service, you have to deny yourself. And it's so tricky when you're first becoming aware of this because it feels really cavernous. Like there's a big push-pull there where you know that you want to change something you know you might want to head in a different direction and whether that's, you know, the first step or you see the big picture, the far vision, which can be even more uh, frustrating when you're in this place of not knowing how to step towards that first direction and that first step. Um, We tend to forget that when we are true to ourselves, we are able to be who we are to the world, which is a gift in and of itself. And again, our conditioning over the years has taught us otherwise. I mean, everything from... Uh, 
the way that our a lot of our public structures are are set up the public schools the certain systems of government um a lot of churches there is a way to be to be accepted and if you're not like that you're not accepted how scary how scary for especially a child or any individual because we need each other we're all connected we we need each other and so to be ostracized for being different because you're being true to yourself yes it makes total sense and yet (laughs) and yet those seeds are still beginning to sprout for whatever reason your soul's decided "Eh, it's the time now's the time we're going to begin this process and you keep coming back to what you need and what you want. And it's not selfish. It's real. It's honest. It's deep truth. And a lot of times we can get stuck in this first stage of awakening for many years or many lifetimes because it is so scary because sometimes those following what's true for us and what's honest for us can really explode our lives from what we know it to be as in the moment perhaps we're comfortable in the moment right or we're afraid of the unknown I think all of us can identify with one or both of those. I know I can. Also, being true to yourself and being honest with yourself, it also doesn't mean that you have to give up anything or that you have to change your entire life. Life, and you have to really have a major um, life change at all. It might mean that way internally, but not necessarily externally, like leaving your family and going to live in a cave. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that. You have to take these really drastic measures externally. But it does mean that your internal landscape will drastically change forever. Now here's where we get to the heart of the matter. Um, Being honest with ourselves is definitely, can be a huge challenge especially when we have been programmed over the years to be in service to others only and then yourself, if you have any energy or time left over, right? (laughs) 
yet the inner landscape that I'm talking about are your feelings. And your feelings reside in your body. Our feelings are the barometer of our lives. And they are also just that. They are just feelings. I think sometimes when we're first awakening, and (laughs) this is a personal struggle of mine, is attaching too much weight and meaning to particular feelings. You know, you have a feeling, it's uncomfortable, you want to explain it away, right? That's my experience. And the more that I can work with this aspect of myself in a loving way and become aware of this process of mine, the more space there is. And nobody likes uncomfortable feelings. I mean, unless you're that guy living in a cave, right? And you've you've fully embodied yourself and you understand that these wave of emotions in this human body is all part of the experience and you're totally detached. (laughs) I'm not quite there yet. And um, I'm still really trying to embrace these aspects. And when we can just step back from our feelings a little bit and notice them and then begin to notice the spiral or the process that we embark on, which is thinking about them or maybe having an extra glass of wine or maybe over-exercising or eating an extra, you know, whatever. Um, We begin to not only step back from identifying with our feelings as our core selves but we're also being honest with ourselves that's the beauty of it (laughs) the two really go hand in hand so the more that we can be honest with ourselves in the way of honoring the fact that we have feelings and they rise and fall, hope and pain, ecstasy and despair over the course of minutes, hours, days. I mean, we all experience this. the minute that we can just add a little bit of space 
and notice that we are not our feelings, yet we are experiencing them. It's like you are not an airplane, but you experience being in one and flying from place to place. You don't say, I have become this airplane, but you say, I'm taking an airplane ride right now. I am traveling from one destination to another. And that is what our feelings do. And they are teaching us so much. They're teaching us not to identify with them, yet to have depth in our lives and depth in our awareness of both ourselves and the human condition. And they're also teaching us that feelings, they're not something that you can rush. We all know, (laughs) we all know how that can end. Um, It can be kind of painful when you try to rush a feeling, whether it's a pain, an actual physical pain in your body or just a pain in your heart, or your head. I mean, there's a lot of places it can manifest. We cannot rush a feeling, but we will always get to the destination. Hmm. We will always get to the destination. There is no time for feelings it doesn't it it doesn't prescribe to our 24 hour time cycle you know Um, and the more that we can relax into that and give ourselves space to feel what we need to feel give ourselves time without looking at the clock but really feeling into where we are and noticing what's happening the the more that we are able to understand who we are what we are and how to serve The beauty of honoring your feelings and respecting that you feel frustrated or respecting that you feel angry and allowing those feelings to just be there is that you're practicing self-mastery. You're practicing the foundation of self-mastery, which is one of the, I mean, it's the reason we're all here. Self-mastery of the soul. You, as you work with yourself and you are honest with yourself, you respect yourself, you respect your process, self-mastery, you're laying the foundation for very strong self-mastery. A lot of time in the spiritual world, I, I see a lot of spiritual candy and it's 
very enticing. I mean, it's really exciting stuff. Like, oh, it's it's all over the place. It can it can really it even I can even get caught up in like, oh, look at that. Look at what this person can tell me about the way things are and the way I am. I mean, it can be so enticing, especially when we're in that place of um, deep questioning and just the unknowing, just not knowing and, and still not quite trusting either, not trusting ourselves and our process because we're not quite being honest with ourselves that we are truly our own masters. And it all begins with being honest with yourself, what you want, where you want to go with your life, what kind of things you want to do, who you want to be through every interaction with yourself and with others. These are all points for honesty. As well as respecting how we feel giving ourselves time to feel them. Understanding that this pressure of now, 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 we got to make a decision now, we got to do it now. Um, for some of us, being in the moment and making decisions in the moment really works because that's part of your nature, part of who you are. But for the rest of us, I'd say roughly half of the population of the world. <laughs> we need time and a moment, a week, a month, a day to make decisions, to ride through the emotional wave, recognize where we're at in that wave of feeling and honor the place that we're at respecting ourselves and when we respect ourselves we're really respecting the rest of the world as well because we're not emoting onto the rest of the world we're not making um, hair trigger decisions we're not um, <coughs> reactive or responsive and we're responsible the path of self-mastery of being honest with yourself, building that personal integrity, of recognizing that you are not your feelings, detaching a little bit from that, yet honoring the feeling process. This is all, they're all also ways of taking responsibility for your inner life. Because your inner life truly does reflect your outer life. You know the old saying, rose-colored glasses. I mean, people who are true to themselves, who know themselves, who honor and love themselves and respect themselves and their process, they do have rose-colored glasses on because their inner lives are so are pretty sweet. And when I say sweet, I mean that real loving sweetness so as we begin to honor respect trust ourselves 
and our own innate wisdom, we begin to take responsibility for how we feel, what's going on on the inside. Responsibility, and not in that heavy way, but in that really compassionate, kind way. Oh, I see that you're suffering a little bit right now. Let's sit together. That's taking responsibility for how you feel. And sitting with it and honoring it and respecting the whole process. In today's episode, we covered a lot of ground, a lot of really important ground that sounds so simple, yet when we put it into practice, it can actually bring up a lot of challenges, but that's okay. You, your soul and your experiences are giving you a chance to practice, to respect yourself and to serve yourself. When we're honest with ourselves, we put ourselves on a path of awakening. On this path of awakening, we begin to recognize that we're having a lot of conflicting feelings about things. Notice that. Notice those feelings. Ride them out. They are not you. They will end. They're like waves. As you begin to respect the fact that you have feelings and they come and they go, you are simultaneously being honest with yourself, and taking responsibility for yourself. The more that we take responsibility for how we feel on our inside, through our inner landscape, our exterior landscapes will transform. Not necessarily that, you know, it's going to, um, you're going to be like in a magical kingdom, (laughs) with fairy dust and all sorts of things, although you might. Um, But it's more like what we talked about earlier, the rose-colored glasses. You just start to experience your life in congruence with your inner landscape, which is respected and loved and awoken. Thanks so much for being here today, and thank you for bearing with me as I get over this cold. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I see how hard you're working. I know it's hard to believe, but I do. You are your own master. You have everything that you need on the inside. And as we work together, we will not just know this, but we will understand this on a deep, visceral, body-feeling level. That's my intention. If you have any questions about anything that we've just covered, either in this episode or earlier episodes, please don't hesitate to email me. I'm always happy to answer them. And if you'd like to explore things a little bit deeper within your own experiences, I work with people one-on-one to do just that. If interested, go to my website, www.trishamartinowen.com. Thanks again, and namaste. Namaste.